you're looking at that life, at that moment in your life and going, oh, I felt so self-absorbed, my husband, my life, my fears, all of that. But what the study, what this, having these women embody us and come and walk alongside with us enables you to get up out of your seat, out of your self-absorption, as you call it, or out of your own pain to come into someone else's pain. Sometimes the story we tell ourselves is not really true. Sometimes the story others tell about us is not really true. Here on today's Heart Lift with Janelle, we are going to learn how to rewrite our story. So pick up your favorite pen and journal, grab a cup of something delicious, and start your heart-lifting journey towards living a meaningful life. Hello and welcome to today's Heartlift with Janelle. I am laughing already and smiling so big I can't handle it because of my dear friend Latan Murphy is back with us today as promised to continue our conversation in the more series on having more courage, especially during our crazy COVID Christmas. And today we're going to get a little up close and personal with my dear friend, Latan and loved one, and ask her some questions about her own application of courage, the courage that she learned when she was studying Deborah in her own personal life. Because, you know, we're heart lifters and most of us who have come to this place and become heart lifters, it usually starts with a hard time, with a struggle. I was just in a client session not an hour ago. First time session with a beautiful woman just sweeping once again. Over the condition of her life, her heart, that makes my heart weep. But thanks to our episode with Latan on courage, I was full. I was able to offer this beautiful woman courage the courage to stand on her own two feet and speak with her voice. So today, welcome, Latan. Thank you. We were I'm, laughing at the beginning of the show because <laughs> it's that wonderful, wonderful Jesus connectivity that gives us this beautiful ease. And your listeners should know that we don't live near each other and we don't get to no. see each other very much or talk very often. No. But that is what God's presence does is he unites hearts and he does give us the ability to lift each other when we need it. And I'm so thankful for you. So thankful for you, for sure. So we were talking about your newest book, Courageous Women of the Bible, Leaving Behind Fear and Insecurity for a Life of Confidence and Freedom. <laughs> so applicable to where we are living today. Mm. And we decided together to zone in on one of our biggest heroes, Deborah, the judge and prophetess of Ephraim. If you weren't with us for our episode yesterday, of course, this won't be yesterday when you're listening to this podcast, but if you hadn't listened to our first part one, go back and do that. Go back and make sure you do so that you have a background about this 
really strong woman of faith and what she was all about and how she got where she was in her life. Mm. And so we're just going to pick up today. And I wanted to read from page 26 in this beautiful chapter, Man Up and Lead, (laughs) Woman Up and Lead. And Latan, you write, victory demands that we get up. Oh, man. I reread this again last night because I was just so full. And I just thought, that's a hard word, but it's a great word. Victory demands that we get up. Lying around won't get us to our better tomorrows. It takes wild courage to fight against oppression and depression. Do you remember writing those words? Boy, do I remember writing those words. They're so good. It's just so true. Why is that true? And where did that come from? Well, you know, we become paralyzed women. We are paralyzed by fear. We're paralyzed by insecurity. We're paralyzed by what we are not. (laughs) All of those points. We're paralyzed. And I think to myself sometimes when I've walked through a cemetery, this might sound really serious, but I hope the listeners will really soak this in this Christmas season, especially when I've walked through a cemetery and I have walked through them often with my family the last 10 years, many, many losses. I love to read the dates that people live their lives and think about what they must have accomplished Mm. and then think about what I've accomplished and then think about my fears and insecurities that I am currently it's a journey. We're overcomers day by day. We're on a journey. We never get to that place of perfection as long as we live here on earth. But I'm always struck as I read the tombstones and think, I wonder how many books were never written because Mm. of fear and insecurity. I wonder how many fruitful things that are dreams that they had in their hearts that were not able to be fulfilled for whatever reason that were issues that you and I face. Oh, yes. That are connected to our own personal insecurities. You know, mm-hmm. there are things that I want to accomplish in this life. Big dreams that I still have yet in the pockets of my heart to accomplish that I pray God gives me the help to do. And it's for the greater good. We want it to be things yes. that are fruitful, that bring glory to God and that can help bring ease to people and lift people's hearts. Yes. And that's really yes. what we want to do. But Share one dream. I'm just going to call you out here. I'm going to just well, you know, make you. <laughs> it's hard for me because I have book titles every single day hit my spirit. I think if I lived to be 150, I couldn't write all the things that are in my heart to write. But it's in his hands and his will and his timing. That's one dream. I think that in this season, I just really want to be a good listener. We talked about yesterday, Deborah, and her ability to be a good listener and to stay put under the tree when God assigned her to be there. Yeah, I can imagine the long line waiting for her once people heard that she was a good listener and that she yes. was a woman after God's heart that was a heart lifter. Mm-hmm. I bet she was the best of heart lifters. Oh, I, I bet, bet she was. I bet when they came to her, they left so much better. And I think so. so I want to be that kind of woman, and whether it's in written form, whether it is speaking into the woman's life who's behind the cash register at the grocery store or in passing, even with a mask on, there are so many ways that people are ready to receive kindness in your eyes, Mm -hmm. in your body language, 
Yes. Just courtesy, common loving courtesy that lifts people and reminds them that not everyone in the world has gone sour. Absolutely the truth. We've been speaking a lot in the community about graciousness and gratitude. Yeah. As well, And I know that you are really grateful mm-hmm. for coming through a very, very difficult passage with your dear husband, Joe. Mm-hmm. And I would love for you to share with all of us and heart lift us. And I believe your story, one main tenets of my life is that my story will inform someone else's story and enable them to live with more courage and grace and hope and peace. Mm -hmm. So your story and your journey with Joe, I believe has a very powerful message to encourage us in how to take this rock star from the book of Judges, Deborah. She was as human as human can be. But when we read about them inside of the Bible, we sometimes tend to put them on a pedestal or forget that they were human beings. So I just believe that you unwrap her humanity as well and help us understand how she gained her courage. What did you take into this as you share your story of your passage with Joe? What did you bring into that from what you learned in studying Deborah's courage? Well, to remind your listeners of pieces of our conversation that I think are important in connection to my conversation about my husband, Deborah was not only a judge and a leader of the nation of Israel in an appointed time when the Israelite nation had few leaders that could be depended upon, but she was a wife and she was the wife of Labadoth. And we don't even know what his health situation was. We know that they were under many, many physical strains, just the journeys that they were on. And I do mean plural journeys because it was that for the Israelite nation, many, many journeys and through very hard territories and terrain that would have been very physically taxing. And so as a wife, I'm thinking now in this moment, this was not a piece of it that I wrote about, but it's certainly important to our conversation that had she put her life on hold in the middle of the big stresses, in the middle of her greatest obstacles, then she would not have been able to complete the call and purpose of her life. And I think that the Lord is calling all of us in this COVID season, especially to stand up a little taller and square shoulders a little straighter and to be able to fix our gaze forward and upward, Mm. upward first and then forward. And to be able to lean in hard to the Holy Spirit power who enables us to do great things when we feel we are falling apart on the inside and that our lives are so much in question about how will this turn out and what will my tomorrows look like? And there are so many women out there, Janelle, that I know are feeling like they are the strong person in their household right now. Oh, yes. Yes, They're the ones that are carrying the weight of financial stressors or pulling the husband along, trying anyway to pull them along to a deeper spiritual reality. Or maybe they have been stomping around their house trying to be a Deborah and it's just all going sour because maybe the approach is all wrong. I've certainly done that. I don't know about you. Oh yes. Way too many. But we don't know what her husband's health situation was. And so with Joe, his 
health journey started in December. We had the kids all home. My in-laws were here, the grand dogs, everybody, the house was chaos. I'm <laughs> in the hostess mode. And certainly it was a miracle that God pointed my face towards my husband at the right time when he would lean back and rub his chest and then do this on his left arm. Wow. Otherwise I would have missed it. And if it hadn't been for my mother-in-law, who is now with Jesus, who was a Deborah herself, a warrior mama who before the Lord took her home, she knew she had little time, pulled me aside and said, when Joe gets to be this age, I want you to tell his doctors about my brothers because the genetic predisposition for heart disease is off the chain in his family. And all of her brothers had it. And her first brother who passed away without any warning was about Joe's age. Oh my goodness. So had she not fought as a warrior woman mama and right. told me that and equipped me. She equipped me. So in many ways that we can equip one another. And that, and that sounds know. like she did it in wisdom and not fear. She did. And she equipped me to pay attention and see, right. we have a responsibility to listen to mm -hmm. people and we to do. not just think we know it all or disregard people that are our in-laws or outlaws or people that are older or younger than us. We are on a journey. If we want to be educated warrior women who are able to take a stance in this day and time as a Deborah. Yes. Drink in all the truth and all the wisdom, whether it's spiritual or just a knowledge like this, where someone's trying to gently love you to give you insight for something that could really alter the course of your future. And so I'm so grateful for her. Mm. So he wouldn't go to the doctor because he thought everything was okay. And he kind of self-diagnosed as we do. We've all done that. Oh yeah. And I said, you know, we're doing this for your mother because your mother, oh, I love mother it. asked me to. So we're going to honor her. So I made the appointment. And even then that you can go on my Facebook page or my website and the whole story. Yes. We won't take up your show today with the whole thing. I'll make sure but, we get that connection out there for you guys. Cause it's a yeah, Joe's, powerful story. Joe's talking. Yeah. He's there yeah. giving his side of it. And yeah, it tell very the powerful. Whole story, which is so important for you to be able to drink in the wisdom and let me pay it forward for you because you never know what will happen. No. But it was so scary. And I think that where Deborah comes into inspiring me was the day that I had to drop him off at the hospital alone because of COVID, I could not go in with him. And they shuttled me over to the side room and I'm there by myself as far as humans go. And yet the power of God mm. is there. I love it. Can you take me there? I was an absolute wreck because we knew he had a 99% blockage in the LAD, which is the, what the doctors call the Widowmaker, which is yes. the largest supplier of the heart as far as blood and oxygen go. And a 99% blockage means you have one more percent and you are gone to glory That's right. uh, without a miracle. So you can have are a you? massive heart attack, like bam, just like his uncle did. And when you have to have this type of surgery, they basically put you into a heart attack mode. So I knew when I dropped him right. off there that it was really scary. You weren't quite sure what the outcome I wasn't. would be. I wasn't sure right. if I would see him again here. I wasn't sure if he would die on the table. Well, they don't call it a widow maker. No. Lightly. Right. And we're not making light of it. And the surgeon said that. He said, there's a reason why it's called the widow maker. Right. Shuttled over with this little man, as God would have it, <laughs> a believer. Oh, my. He himself had had heart disease. And he was able to put my heart a little bit at rest. 
And then I'm waiting in the waiting room and there are all these other people in there and there you could just see the air had been sucked out of the room of everyone's lives because they're all waiting for their phone call yes. to hear the results of tests from their loved ones. And you're hearing people answer their phone and the doctor's telling them the bad news. And then you're seeing this production of tears. It was pretty frightening. It's sobering. It's very sobering. Really? Mm-hmm. And you realize in a moment how your life, the whole course of your life could be altered. So, so I always feel like I, I wrote a lot about waiting rooms, having spent the last decade in so many waiting rooms with my mom, my daughter, myself, and waiting rooms will transform you in a way that is inexpressible when and if you allow it to do that. And I, you have done that. You mm-hmm. allowed that waiting room to become a mountaintop where you went to be with God. So Joe goes through the surgery. Well, tell us the phone call that you got. And then the phone call comes that your husband has a 99% blockage. He even said to the surgeon, I don't think I'm going to have anything wrong. I think you're going to find nothing wrong. Oh, Joe. So again, <laughs> That's just saying the South Bless your heart. <laughs> yeah. But you know, in that moment, if you can let the stories in Courageous Women of the Bible really be a teaching moment where you don't just read this book, but you drink in the wisdom from all of these women, then it's just this only because, not because I wrote it, it's because God wrote the stories. He included these women in as part of a courageous journey that he knew you and I would have to take. That's the bigger, more important thing. And if we can study God's word, more than any other book to read is his word, Janelle, it as is. you know so well. Then it strengthens us, even when we feel so weak day to day, in the moments that we really need courage and we really need a heart lift. Mm-hmm. It's like that word springs up in us and it gives us the ability to know how to move and breathe and act and speak when yes. we need to. And mm-hmm. That day, I was pretty self-absorbed, truthfully, like thinking about oh, I, my man. I think that's okay. Yeah, I think my man, it. my husband. So it surprised me. My response re- surprised me. And this is where Deborah's inspiration ties in. Okay. okay the woman in her 80s who received the phone call that her husband had terminal cancer is in a puddle. And we're all in masks and we're sitting six feet apart. And there's a sign above her chair, don't come closer to one another than six feet. And yet the Holy Spirit is saying, get up and go stand over this, near this woman. I stood three feet from her, not six, but three, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, maybe. The the Trinity was there, but maybe that's why I felt led to three here, given that space. I'm just teasing, but honestly, it was specific to that. Get close enough that she feels not alone and yet give her her privacy. And I didn't say anything to her because, you know, we're not sure how people feel. Everyone's in different camps about this and you have to be honoring and respectful. I love that you are. Well, it's hard, but you know, because you want to hug people when you're a hugger, right? And I knew I couldn't, but so I listened to the Holy Spirit. This is what Deborah did. She teaches us to be a good listener. So now we've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit to lead us. And then if we follow suit, he will whisper what to do. So I stood there and I just remember closing my eyes. I had my mask on, my head was down and I just prayed for her. I just prayed for her and it Violently. was sobbing out loud. And it's just heartbreaking because none of her family could be there. No yeah. one. 
I know. And her love of probably 50 some years or more. Yes. It was just so terrible and sad. And then I feel the presence of someone on my left and someone on my right. And then I hear this woman just burst out into a prayer that was wide open in that huge room. And she just begins to pray for this woman and calls out that Jesus' presence would be with her. And the next thing I feel is someone else there. And I open my eyes and the little woman is now standing to her feet also. I've got chills. The two of us, with the three of us. So now there's a party of four, Deborah's. I love it. And we never know. I didn't think about this in the moment, but we never know what that day, how it affected all of the other people who were waiting there because nothing was held back. We pronounced Jesus as Lord and that he was Lord over her husband and over our loved ones. And we denounced the fear and we asked for the spirit of comfort who we know is the Holy spirit. It was so powerful. And so that waiting room became a war room. I love that. Mm. It did with four Deborah's. Powerful. That's the community. That's the power of community. Yeah. You were bold enough to follow and stand and do, and then a community came around you. Healing doesn't happen in isolation. It doesn't. We have to have a community. What is most spectacular to me, or I, I let me use the word remarkable, because that's a big word in my life and in our community as well, because remarkable is something worthy of notice, something you want to remark in your life and in your legacy. So for me, Mm -hmm. you just said that you were very self-absorbed, which Latan, come on now. I was so fearful. I'm just confessing to you guys. I was so afraid. This man and I have grown up together. We are still growing up together. (laughs) Oh yeah. How many years? After 36 years, we're still growing up together. All of the flashes Right. And then I sat thinking, yeah. And I sat there thinking of all the women who had gone before me, including my grandmothers and my mother and what it must have been like for them. And then you draw into yourself these women that you've studied about, all the women that I wrote about. And I kept thinking of them and the courage that they gave me as as I've lived out certain scenarios since writing and publishing this book. And that is what we have to do in order to live courageously. It doesn't come all at once. Courage is not a one and done event. It is a lifetime of moments of surrender, of moments where we fix our face towards Jesus, the one who can fill us with courage. He is the courage giver. I feel like you borrow, we, you borrowed someone else's wow, I love strength. That. You borrowed their courage when you yourself didn't really have the courage to stand on, but God was in that space. He knew who to put in that waiting room and he knew that it would become a war room. So what I really love in this story, I'm listening between the lines here is that here you are feeling or looking back at it because we live life forward and understand it backward. So you're looking, you're looking, I didn't write that, but you're looking at that life at that moment in your life and going, oh, I felt so self-absorbed, my husband, my life, my fears, all of that. But what the study, what this, having these women embody us and come and walk alongside with us enables you to get up out of your seat 
out of your self-absorption, as you call it, or out of your own pain to come into someone else's pain. And that to me is only given by God and it's only given by storing and recovering and putting strength in our lives day in and day out and day in. Like this woman this morning, she was weeping and she said, I am still forcing myself to be in Bible study, to read the Bible, but I don't want to. And I'm like, but keep doing it. You see, I understand the feeling. She said, I don't have any words left to pray. I get that. You're at the end of yourself. So you come to the beginning of God. Finally, to me, that's faith. When you come to the end of yourself. So you, you Mm -hmm. modeled for us there unknowingly what it truly means. I love what you said about putting into yourself something. We have to borrow. We have to be diligent about making sure that we are praying every day. Even if you're cleaning your house, see, oh, yeah. parties, you can have a conversation with the power of heaven while you're cleaning your house, while Talk you're doing all errands, while you're doing laundry. And when you build that relationship with him, this is true in my life is I don't think we realize the reservoir that we have down inside yeah. of us that we can yes. draw from in moments like this. Right. And that's what you were saying so beautifully. And as you were talking, Janelle, I feel like I'm supposed to share this with your listeners. But I saw the temple and I saw the veil ripped in an instant when Jesus took his last breath there on the cross. And when he said it is finished and how that opened the way for us to experience this intimacy with the risen Savior, the one who says that we are his temple, that he chooses us, the big mess that I am. (laughs) Because exactly. he wants to live inside yeah. of us blows my mind, the mess that I am. And yet he says that he'll come and he'll make his home in us. Mm-hmm. And that it only requires for those of you listening, like it seems so hard. Maybe someone made Christianity so hard or so yes. sick that you just yeah. want to grow up when you hear the word because someone yes. twisted it and made it something that it was never intended to be. I'm so sorry, sister. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. We're so sorry. It's- or made it unattainable or made these standards so high that yes. we forgot that we are actually in a human body with human emotion. Yes. And we, we see in your story to me that courage dressed in humanity looks like tears. It feels like fear and we need to feel that. We don't it looks like you know, anxiety. Anxiety, it heart rate, like, sweating, stomach ache. To the pantry instead of running to Jesus. It looks like buying a donut without right. Exactly. <laughs> That's a private joke. Sorry. Exactly. Uh, Latan was sharing the other day how she resisted buying a donut. And we were I wanted to buy all the donuts, not just all the donuts, one. not just all one. Them. Okay. But, but yes. But courage dressed in skin doesn't always look like a warrior on a mountaintop with 10,000 people behind them visibly. No, no. Right. No. And you know, I'm sure in that moment when, when Deborah was settled there and the masses are coming to her with their <laughs> complaints and their struggles and their needs and their need for wisdom and discernment from her and what should I do and how should I handle this, that she had a whole plethora of undone 
unknowns, yes. unanswered things happening in her own personal life at home. I and see, that's so. the beauty of your show, this Heartlift thing, <laughs> is that we do get to sometimes help others in a way we can't even help ourselves. Oh, drop the mic. I know. I'm sorry. I keep saying yes, but I'm an amener and a yeser. And so I love that. I love that. <laughs> but it's true. Like, that's what this whole show you're doing is about is like being able to, in the moment, be the heart lifter for someone else. When your heart is devastated with the news of cancer, yeah. when your heart is devastated with the news of your own personal health struggle, financial struggles, your own child who has gone wayward, and yet we have a choice. We, we can do either have a choice. Be, we, we do. Can lift our hearts up to God and say, take all that I am, the mess of it all, and fill me with your beautiful presence so that I can be a heart lifter and lift other people towards your courageous life that you want for each one of your children. You love us all. There's no favorites with you, Lord. No. And here's the whole mess of me, mm -hmm. wanting the whole message of you. Yeah, I believe we all have, and I believe this to my core, a yeah. to choose or not to choose moment. You know, Viktor Frankl said, wisely and it's quoted all the time but I, I have to say it again that in between the stimulus and the response there is a space and I refer to that as that sacred space you had a space Latan in that waiting room to move into self-pity or to close in and let the fear overwhelm you and that would have been okay for a moment or two. We'll give you grace for that or even 24 hours. Sometimes I say you have 48 hours to do that and then that's enough. But because of what you had stored inside of your reservoir, you were able to move forward in that space and go and respond to that other woman's pain. When we're able to do that, it's nothing to do with our goodness. It's no. everything to do with this power we're talking about that is the reservoir that we have inside of you us. You made daily decisions to choose to put that into your reservoir. Yeah. And it is, it's like when you go to your kitchen and you turn the water faucet on, the water comes out because someone tapped into the reservoir. Yes. And so when we tap into that reservoir mm -hmm. at the point when it needs to be turned on, if we just look to him and say, Lord, help me in this moment. Oh, yes. My eyes on someone other than me. And you know what? If I would have sat there and I would have needed to cry and I would have needed to just have the roll of toilet paper down to the side of me and just blood the whole time, it would have been perfectly okay. It would. It yeah. would have been just fine. And he would have supplied that woman's need would to have. someone else another way. The thing I love about our Savior is he doesn't need us, but he wants us to he participate. He delights in it. Yes. Gives it him great joy. Us. He does want us to walk in freedom. We talk about overcoming fear and insecurities for a life of confidence and freedom. He wants us so much to live in freedom and walk in freedom and not as much know who we are as to know who he is in us. Mm -hmm. And he's more concerned about us comforting others than us living a comfortable life. Right. I am convinced of that. Would and you say that one more time? 
That's good. He's more concerned about us comforting others than living comfortable lives. Right. Yeah. So you came out of your comfort zone, definitely in that space. And that speaks to all of us for sure. But that night when I went home alone. Yeah. Oh, you went home alone. Okay. Yes. Finish the story. (laughs) My man is there in his cute little hospital gown and I can't (laughs) stay with him. The house was deafening. It was just deafening quiet. No doubt. And the bed was enormously big. And I laid there and drew strength from a mother who had modeled what it was to be left alone after 56 years of marriage. And I remember my grandmother, both of them being left alone. I said, Lord, I pray this is not my direction at this season, but I know that statistically the day will come if statistics are right, that I very well might be coming home to a house alone. And so you are my God. You are the God of all the empty spaces in Mm. my heart Mm. and in my home and in my head and in my life. Mm. Was I still afraid? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Fixed the blockage though. Am I correct? They fixed the blockage with the largest stint on the market. Wow. That probably can't be replaced but hopefully it won't have to be correct. So we are walking it out day by day, this overcoming fear and insecurity for a life of confidence and freedom every day, just saying, thank you, Lord, that the enemy wanted to take him out. And you said, no, not yet. It's not. Not And for some of you, you've lost loved ones recently, probably to COVID, maybe to some other illness, something has happened within this COVID year that has absolutely devastated your heart. Mm-hmm. And how do we want to encourage them? Mm. Well, I was going another direction, but as is true with Latan and I, we are going to follow the leading of God. And I feel like there are many of you that are in an empty space. And what does that mean to you? What is that empty space? You might be living in a house filled with, children around the table, you're homeschooling them, you may be in a workplace, wherever you may be, you may feel empty, much like the woman that I spoke to this morning. So I want to read to you from Latan's book, Courageous Women of the Bible. And as I read, I want you to once again, put yourself inside these words and let these words just steep into you, steep into you. Has your enemy filled you with fear, causing you to perceive others as being set apart with power while you have been put on the shelf? No matter how unprepared or ill-equipped you feel, And I add, for that look on your husband's face as he holds his chest and his arm, or for the phone call that you're receiving at 2 a.m., no matter how unprepared or ill-equipped you feel, there's no one more capable 
then a woman who dedicates herself fully to God and then willingly acts when courage demands her to. That is where I want you to lean in. That is what I want you to hear. No matter how unprepared or ill-equipped you feel, there's no one more capable than a woman who dedicates herself fully to God and then willingly acts when courage demands her to. Are you willing, sweet, sweet friend, to act in the moments of fear when life presents opportunities for courage to shine? We can come seeking answers openly as we drive down the road, our unseen power source, Jesus, right beside us. Or we can openly seek his counsel while doing dishes or scrubbing the toilets. <laughs> will you allow, will you allow his power to equip you for the moments of your life that are demanding big courage? Whether facing an enemy on the sidewalks of your life, in the waiting rooms of your life, at the sinks of your life, whether you're wearing high heels or whether you are barefoot, or when facing the internal battles of your mind. Come, 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 my friend. Come to God in prayer anywhere, any time of day, with hopes, dreams, fears in your hand, holding nothing back. Jesus' death on the cross opened the way for this kind of sweet intimacy with God. And I'm going to end with this beautiful, sweet spiritual epiphany that Jesus whispered to our new heart-lifting friend, Latan. I am grace when you cannot extend grace. I am forgiveness when you cannot forgive. I stand in the gap between you and a holy God. Representing your case, I'll do the thing you cannot do. Do you hear me? God is whispering, I will do the thing you cannot do. I will fight for you. Stay near me. Stay near me. That, my friends, is our blessing for you and our prayer over you. And Latan, may God strengthen your husband's heart with the strength of God's heartbeat. And may you both live to a ripe old age and serve him mightily together. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story of humanity and your story of courage with vulnerability and truth and helping us to see inside a difficult situation and for helping to empower us to be able to stand in that place with the same courage. Your gift. And we thank you for being with us today. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you so much, girl. I feel honored. It's always an honor. You're welcome. We so my friends. Every time. Such a good time. So my sweet friends, I leave you today with that reminder that you have incredible value, amazing worth, and a dignity that comes straight from God's breath itself. 
-hmm. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and resources, please join the Stronger Everyday online community at JanelleRairdon.com. Always remember, you, my friend, have value, worth, and dignity. Thank you.